Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. Well, congratulations to uh, Colin Morikawa. What a, what a win. What a comeback. We, I think for like three days, everybody thought uh, King Louis was going to do it. Even the uh, papers in England said he uh, they had already crowned him. Louis was tasing yeah. as, uh, Listen, he's had a phenomenal run in the majors as mm-hmm. well. But, you know, it's interesting, and, and you would know this certainly uh, with your love of the game. I was thinking as all of this praise was being handed over to uh, this very young man of 24 years of age. You know, you look uh, Jordan Spieth and where he came from and how it, early on in his career he was, you know, putting up some big wins. And certainly you look back to uh, to Rory and all the love for, for him early on. He was the next big thing. He mm. was going to be the star of golf. And they still both had, you know, terrific careers. I mean, they're still in it and they're always in the competitions. But it's funny how that light can dim on somebody, especially in golf, rather quickly. Well, I think, listen, the level of competition that there is now is very different from when Tiger first appeared Mm -hmm. in 97, right? Um, For Morikawa, you know, this is two major wins in his first eight attempts there. That sets a new record. The one before was Spieth. Who was two and ten? Right, Spieth. Uh, you know, just kind of he finished second in the tournament, but just kind of getting back into form after having, you know, a real couple of down years. Dropped into like what one twenty something in the mm-hmm. in the world rankings after being the number one in the world for a while. Right. Um. But the, the difference being is that yeah, there are so many names out there that day in day out can win it. You know, Kevin Kisner is a, a pro on tour. Had a great quote not too long ago. Uh, where he was talking about some of the major courses, um, and and you know he can't win on them. He mm. said he said I don't have the length, the the distance to show up, mm. uh, you know, th- to to be at the top of that leaderboard. I can't keep up with those guys, hmm. uh, and so I can't win at certain courses. And then the, the follow up question was, then why go? Hmm. And his answer was. Because they pay pretty well for 20th. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great. That's right. Everybody gets a, a sniff, don't they? Uh, if you make it the cut, you're, yeah. you're taking home a check. Yeah. Um, you know, and for, and for guys like you know, Morikawa now, you're set for mm-hmm. basically life. Mm-hmm. You win a major, you're, you're set for every tournament for the next five, six years. and uh, Or ten in some cases. And, you know, others who are toiling around trying to make the tour and have to you know, rely on sponsors to get the money to mm-hmm. go... Uh, from event to event, it's not cheap travel mm-hmm. and a hotel and stay and caddy and fees. It, it is crazy how difficult it is to make it to the tour. And then once you're on it, how difficult it is. Mm-hmm. And you look, you know, Jordan Speed said the difference for him in winning and losing that tournament was two holes on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, yeah. 17 and 18, there, he yeah. bogeyed, right? And, and yep. that... That changes everything. And sometimes it can be just as little as a bounce, mm-hmm. right? Especially on those fairways. When you look at that golf course, Royal St. George's and any of the Lynx courses, the land isn't great. No. Right? It's not, you know, you go out to a course here, it's perfectly smooth on the mm-hmm. fairways, maybe a couple of rolls here or there. Those ones, you're totally at the mercy of whatever the wind mm-hmm. and the ba- the bounce will do. Um, I thought one of the stats, uh, and I'm probably off on the numbers a bit, but I think for, for Colin and even... Um, even uh, perhaps Spieth, at some point, maybe uh, Louis as well, they were like 30, 40 shots or 30, 40 holes in a row where they uh, either parred or birdied. Yeah. Like not a bogey to be seen. Morikawa, much, much like my golf game. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Morikawa had 31 holes, his final 31 holes yeah. without a bogey. Unbelievable. Which is, which is crazy. And when you think about it, he, he said he had never played a link style go- right. golf course till Scotland. in the tournament until he went to the Scottish Open last yeah. week. A lot, yeah. a lot of pros go and they kind of warm up there. Yeah. But he never 
never really seen it. And one of the rules is if you're, if you're playing a course you don't know and in a, a golf course, the style you haven't played before, then just hit the fairway, hit the green, right? Mm. Stay out of the trouble spots. Oh, you make it seem so easy. Easier said <laughs> than done, especially right. there. And, right. and, but he was able to do it. He was also smart, too, in that he mentioned his girlfriend not once but twice in oh, his speech. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. he knows. Her name is Kat, I guess. And he said, I want to thank my family and friends and my girlfriend, Kat. Then he went on and he went, my girlfriend, Kat, who I'm going to see soon. Yeah. She's probably like, you better mention me twice. <laughs> <laughs> she has nine lives. She's not going anywhere. <laughs> Well, this is brilliant. Uh, Oreo is helping you to hide your stash from the rest of your family. They've just announced a new protection program designed to hide Oreo thins by using uh, camouflage packaging. Oh, okay. So they still say Oreo thins on the front, but the sides look different. So you can stack them wherever you want to hide them. (laughs) Covered freezer, wherever. Like a leather-bound book. Yes, many. Uh, the spines make the Oreos look like a cookbook or a package of frozen vegetables. That's great. A package of T-shirts, a car owner's manual. <laughs> and that's good for me because I have become addicted recently to the uh, vanilla Oreos. Okay. I do love the Oreo thins. Mm-hmm. And it's because I feel subconsciously like I'm eating less. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh, it's not as bad as snack it's a thin one so when i have nine of them mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm doing fine well you know they come out with the, the way they the packaging is they they have the three or the four uh, rows of cookies and you right. open up from the top right you pull back that plastic uh, cover and of course my ocd will not allow each row not to be even so if i take two out of one row of course i got to take two out of the other <laughs> really? now i got to take two <laughs> you know at least that's what i tell myself so then if i've had six and i go for a seventh now i gotta get you know i gotta even it out again so i've had nine to ten or twelve cookies by the time it's all said and we done. were we were talking last week how like fast food is like having an affair now, mm-hmm. right? You're sneaking mm-hmm. around. Yep. You know, yep. You're worried that you smell different when you come inside sure. the door. You got fries all over you, um, and, and and a lot of times, like the Oreos are the same thing. Because with that resealable package, you can basically, if you're neat enough, seal it right back down so it looks like it was never opened. Right. 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 So like you're taking care and slowly mm-hmm. resealing this. You're lining up the the writing perfectly. Like Adrian will go months and not know that I've had an Oreo. Like, are you not touching these things? I got so mad last week. Uh, I had bought some Oreos and I came home from work. And of course, yeah, as you know, my lunch consists of like salt and vinegar potato chips, a huge plate of leftovers, and then cookies, ice cream, or whatever assorted <laughs> sweets I need after. Which, by the way, good news. I got to my uh, results from Dr. Downer on Friday because I had gone for all that blood. Oh, right, yeah. Of which I lined up for two hours for it. Anyhow, that's a whole other story. Um, but uh, not only are, is everything good, some of the bad numbers are down. Wow. So I'm oh. fully diving into the deep end. <laughs> it's just a mess of dips and chips and anyhow. So I got so mad, I came home and I noticed my Oreos had been opened. Okay. Maria had opened them and taken a couple with her coffee in the morning to work. She could have had an affair. I wouldn't have been as upset. <laughs> you slept with who? Fine. We'll get to that in a minute. First, why did you open my Oreos? And of course, does she follow your OCD rules no. when she takes out of the bag? <laughs> no. Or we'd be buying Oreos like I buy wine every day. Technically, 
The president of the United States is not supposed to salute military officers because even though he, or I guess she, at some point, uh, he or she uh, is the commander-in-chief, he or she is a civilian. The first president who started saluting was Ronald Reagan. Mm. But they really don't have to. Okay. Remember Obama took all sorts of heat from the Republicans? You're doing it wrong. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just ridiculous. Apples... Not the company, but the food. Okay. Apples can be stored up to a year before they're sold. Wow. You know, that's, I always wonder that with produce. It's so strange that you go to the grocery store, you buy it, and then you got to eat it so fast or it goes bad. Mm. Meanwhile, it's God knows been where on a truck, on a ship, the other side of the world. I mean, I guess maybe it's all been just uh, fast frozen or whatever, whatever they call it, freeze. Flash freeze, frozen? Yeah, or something, because... I don't know how it doesn't go bad on the ship before well, it gets to us. Yeah, listen, I don't know. A couple of things. One, like, you know, you pass some fruit stands and stuff. There's corn out right now. And yeah. I, I didn't think it was ready yet. So mm. there must be different varieties or that are ready earlier Probably, than yeah. some others, right? Yeah. And then, you know, you know, go to the grocery store. Like a pineapple is like a dollar, mm-hmm. right? You think it like... Okay, that thing didn't grow here. <laughs> like, all right. of the effort that some dude... And they're, like, hand-picked. Yeah. Oh, some yeah. dude was climbing a tree two yeah. days ago, and now it's, uh, you know, in my basket for a buck. No, I know. It's pretty impressive. Maria used to always go and, she, you know, we, we, there was, like, these discount grocery stores uh, or, or uh, like, produce uh, stores. Mm. And, and, you know, you could get, like, heads of broccoli for, like, a, you know, like, is it a buck or whatever? It was always great. So you could really stock up on your veggies. But the problem was, I guess they're a little bit on the uh, heading towards the uh, the bad side. They're not right. the freshest, I guess. Gotcha. So there would be this mad panic on in our house to eat all these vegetables <laughs> she'd just come home with. <laughs> but it is funny. It was like, we're so spoiled as, a, as, as just a culture here, mm. right? Mm-hmm. That it, like, you'll get something like, oh, it's not ripe enough. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Do I have to wait another day uh, before I eat this? That's right. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, everywhere else, people are, are walking with baskets on their yeah. head to get these things. Some guy would have trekked for miles for that avocado, <laughs> yeah. and it's not perfect for you yet. <laughs> You're right. And it browns so quickly. <laughs> yeah. Um. You may have heard this being the degenerate gambler that you are. Right, yes. There was an infamous game of roulette in Monte Carlo, August 18th, 1913, where the ball fell on black 26 times in a row. Gamblers lost millions expecting it to land on red along the way, making the gambler's fallacy famous. That's the false notion that independent events of chance must somehow even out. Right. Yeah. So as a gambler, if you play roulette uh-huh. and you see that it's falling on black many times 50, in a row. 50, How many times can it go there? So, yeah. you, so will you start throwing to red, figuring it's due? Now it's due to oh, go yeah. back to red? Oh, yeah. Come on. We're due. <laughs> we're due. It's like blackjack, right? Right, right. Yeah, dealer can't get it all the time. <laughs> it, blackjack's one of those games, too. It's brilliant in that it makes it seem like... The, the players have to win. How hard can it be? How does he beat everybody? Yeah. It's impossible that he can do it, but he does many times. Right. Yeah. Yes. Well, and that's and that's why that's like blackjack insurance. Right. Right. I mean, what are the odds that that is a is a ten that's underneath there? They they right. offer insurance when they have an ace. Have you been or are you one of those people that has sat at a blackjack table and gotten very angry with somebody else who's playing because they're not playing properly yes, to save abs- the table? Absolutely, or, yeah. yes. Have you turned to somebody and told them to leave the table? Uh, no, in my <laughs> in my true nature, I'm passive aggressive right. when it comes to that. <laughs> All right. Be a lot of huffing and puffing. Eye rolling. Yes. Yeah. And really? <laughs> 
<laughs> you come, we're on, especially like, like if you're on a good run. Yeah. And that's another rule of the blackjack table. It's kind of changing now because of the, the continuous shufflers. Yeah. Right. But the rule was you wait till the end of the shoe mm. before you join a table. Right. Right. right I remember that. You'd be on like a fantastic run and then yeah. some guy sits down. You know, decides to stay on 16 or split 10s, <laughs> and okay. next thing you know, everyone's losing. Yes, Craig, you don't do those you don't things. Spl- you don't split 10s? No, you don't do that no. thing. Um, by the age of 32. Right. You've been alive for over 1 billion seconds. Really? Yeah. And, yeah. wh- and how many of those have been wasted? <laughs> wasted isn't like hammered? Uh, well, well oh, that as well. Either or. Oh. I've just been, you know... Not taken advantage of. Billion seconds we've lived by 32. Yeah, what do you figure? (sighs) Uh, At least a solid 100 million of those. (laughs) Probably you're right, yep. Uh, The same enzyme that makes apples and potatoes turn brown is also responsible for tanning in humans. (laughs) Okay. Hmm. I guess we're all kind of made of the same thing. Right. Snoop Dogg and the late Nate Dogg are actually cousins. And no dog is not their last name. (laughs) Now, speaking of rappers and artists, uh, Biz Marquis passed he away. He did. Say she's just, just a friend. Yeah, the one big hit he had. Yeah. Only in his 50s. They're not saying yet uh, what he died of. Nimrod only became another word for idiot because of Bugs Bunny. He called Elmer Fudd a Nimrod, but Nimrod is a biblical character who's referred to as a mighty hunter. Oh. And since Elmer Fudd was a bad hunter, right. Bugs was using it ironically. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Nimrod's not one of those weird words you hear so much anymore. No. No. Yeah. Should bring it back though. It's not a bad word. Speaking of bugs, he had a pretty good weekend at the box office too. Oh, did it do well? Yeah, like thirty-two million or something like that. Oh. Yeah. 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 Because uh, yeah, that uh, that new Scarlett Johansson, the Black Widow movie, was the one to beat because it was kicking everybody's. Arse. She was kicking everybody's arse in the movie, and it was kicking everybody's arse at the bo- at the box office. Well, I mean, I don't know if they were there to watch arses being kicked or just her arse mm-hmm. in that suit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I hear she's in a motherly way these days. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. Or in uh, Colin. Um, key limes were considered a weed in Florida until the Great Freeze of 1894 destroyed all the lemon groves. Farmers replanted Mexican limes instead, and they became known as the Florida Key Limes, a beloved regional crop. Huh. Yeah. And a good pie. Yeah. Yes, sir. Michael Jackson should have been around in the 1920s and 30s because people used to have cages built to hang out of their apartment windows so that they put their babies in them. <laughs> They believed it helped keep them healthy and growing. I guess getting fresh air. Get a little fresh air yeah. in you. Stick them in the cage. There's something you don't see at Toys or Us anymore. Go there and say, do you sell the cages you put outside the window in a high rise? for the baby cage. Like, put my baby in the cage. They'll be like, well, we got this gate. No, no, I need an actual cage that I can hang out my window. Do you have any of those? Why is your baby hanging out the window? Yeah. Uh, inside of the Leaning Tower of Pisa is completely empty. It's just a hollow cylinder from bottom to top. Oh, really? No stairs? Can't get up there? Uh, I think you can get to the top, I think. We went to it, but we just kind of did the same thing that every other person does where you pretend to be holding the... Right, yes. You take the picture. Yeah. And finally, the word husband comes from the old Norris word husbondi, which means master of the house. Okay. Of course it does. <laughs> sure. <laughs> The word wife comes from the old Indo-European word weep, which means to wrap. 
and might have been referred to as the veil that brides wear. Oh. I actually thought the word wife came from the old Nordic word annoyed. (laughs) (laughs) It's time for our pal Teddy Reader for Holinda's Meats. Good morning, Teddy. Good morning, Craig. Good morning, Lucky. Ted, how are you? Can't complain, you know. Like yeah. the weather to change. Yeah, yeah. Wouldn't we all? A lot of rain all in my basement. But uh, yeah, it's 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 been odd as of late. And if we do complain, nobody cares. Right. Nobody's going to do anything for you anyhow, Teddy. We're all on our own out there. But uh, here's something <laughs> exciting, Teddy. Very exciting. What? And we thought of you as soon as Lucky came in this morning and told me. I said, "Well, we got to talk to Ted about this and get the uh, the insight, the tips, the knowledge on how Lucky can go from just a grill king to a smoking genius mm. as Ted." Lucky has got himself a smoker. Oh my God! What, what's going on over there? I uh, entered the world of the uh, of, of the smoker uh, with a, a Traeger tailgater, which is a, a little uh, electric one with the hopper, and you know what I'm sure, Ted. And uh, it, it was uh, I got a chance to try it out on Saturday for the first time, but um, it was kind of a quick purchase, and uh, and I, I I've done a little bit of smoking in the past, but only with my regular gas barbecue and a smoking tube that Craig had given me as a gift years ago and and just using a few chips. This is my first time really fully smoking uh, some ribs. And and, uh, there is a learning curve to it in terms of I have no idea how long to put things on for or how long things take or what temperatures I'm supposed to be at. It it really is. uh, And everyone's got a different tip on how to do it. Well, when you're up at the joint next, uh, make sure uh, to pick up a copy of uh, my cookbook, The Complete Idiot's Guide to Smoking. Oh, food. that's perfect. He needs that. <laughs> right? And it'll give you an overview on 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 the basics of barbecue, but when it comes to, and, and to smoking. But when it comes to, what you've got is a nice little pellet smoker. Right. And so, uh, rule number one, read the manual. It didn't come with a yeah, manual. I didn't get the manual, That's why you got though. it so cheap. Right. <laughs> okay, so... Since you don't have that, go online and read the manual. <laughs> I, did. Ted, I, I did that. Ted, yes. can you just go to his house and, <laughs> and help him out for sacks of cash? Yeah. Right. Yes, of course. <laughs> uh, I did. I did read the manual, and it, and it is pretty straightforward in terms of getting it all uh, started. And and I guess the questions would be first and foremost: it uses pellets, uh, but you've got yeah. uh, you've got so many options in terms of which ones you want to get. There's blends. Uh, uh, there's apple, there's cherry, there's hickory and mesquite. What uh, what what do you start out with? Pick one. Uh, <laughs> okay. I would suggest uh, hickory is probably the the mainstream flavor. Okay. Yeah, I mean, works I... well with pork. Works well with chicken. And then if you you know you want to get into things like beef, you can change it up and try things like oak or cherry, something a little bit stronger that can handle that flavor of the beef. But really with with a pellet smoker, um, the key to the pellets is to always make sure that the, you're, you're keeping them dry. So mm-hmm. don't just leave them in the bag in the garage. Get yourself a bin to put the pellets in so that it's airtight because you don't want any moisture getting into the pellets because they swell and then they don't work through your Traeger. Gotcha. Hmm. All right? That's a good and tip. And try and if you're not using your, your smoker all the time, you want to make sure that you're emptying out that hopper of the pellets because yep. as it... With our weather here, with lots of rain and humidity, and if your Traeger's sitting out on the back deck, those pellets will swell, and when they swell, they're going to they're gonna gum up your auger, which feeds the pellets into the burn unit. Okay. All right? 
that that's one of the things that we you know we're not like in the United States where your weather can be a little bit more consistent. Our weather here in Canada and out in Oshawa is like a roller coaster. Yeah, <laughs> we've seen so, it. Yes, keeping those the, the whole the whole premise of of smoking food is low and slow. And so, where you're grilling a steak, let's say it's hot and fast, and you're cooking it to a medium rare, which is an internal temperature, but mostly you're eyeballing it, right? Right. When you're smoking food, it's all about temperature. It's all about the internal temperature of the meat when it's when you've got the right doneness, right? It's not just by looking at it and saying, well, it's been in there for four hours, it should be done. It's done when it's done. <clears throat> so investing in a good probe thermometer, because you want to have a probe thermometer that can go into the meat and tell you what that internal temperature is as it's cooking. Gotcha. So that's an investment that you need to make um, that'll help. And then you can set up, and I'm not sure if your Traeger has this ability or not, but you can also set up the Traegers to work through Bluetooth so that you can keep while you're sitting in the house or you're at the hockey rink, you can be looking at the temperature. Oh, that's great. So, for example, you're going to smoke a brisket, which is an expensive way to smoke a brisket, but your final internal temperature is going to be like anywhere between 195 and 203. Mm -hmm. Right? Same with a pork shoulder. Same with a rack of ribs. Even a chicken. I hadn't you want even, to take it up to 185. I hadn't even considered that with a smoker. The idea you can kind of treat it like a slow cooker in your kitchen and that right. you can throw something in it and go about your day. I always just assumed, oh, with a smoker, you got to be standing by it and watching it. And, of course, with that beer in hand all day. But uh, it's, it's a long process. But I guess the thing with the, the, the pellet ones is you got to keep that hopper full of the pellets. Right. It can't run out. Does it burn right. through them pretty yeah, quickly? Yeah, but it doesn't, it doesn't use a ton. No. So if you fill that hopper, you should be able to get through a full cook. It depends on how long that cook's going to be be. Mm. Uh, a full-size 15-pound brisket could take 12 to 15 hours in there. Right. And so every meat that you're going to cook in it, and, and, a, and a pellet smoker is also a grill. So you can you can go low and slow in that Traeger. You can also crank it up. Mm -hmm. And if you buy um, some grill grates, that's an aftermarket accessory that uh, you can put on all types of grills, but a lot of folks put those into the Traegers because it's um, <clears throat> those grates heat up and will actually give you searing marks so you can use that pellet smoker like a grill. Wow. And you can reach internal temperature or you can reach grill temperatures of between six and 750 degrees. <laughs> Already in uh, in a three-minute conversation with Ted, after buying a smoker, he's he's pointed out three other things I need to buy <laughs> right afterwards. Yeah, that's it. Well, I'm trying to get you to spend a little. It's right, a, of course. Know, it's a toy. No, somebody Ted. out of the two of you over there needs to spend a little. <laughs> Can't find my wallet. You'll never find the vice no. strong enough to open up Craigie's wallet. No, not my at pockets all. are just full of cobwebs. <laughs> um Ted, for somebody who's up in the air about getting a smoker, and there's so many varieties and options, uh, lucky with the Traeger and the pellets versus other options, are there pros and cons? I guess there always is, but for somebody starting out, is the Traeger and the pellets kind of the idiot-proof way of going uh, compared to, say, charcoal or, or burning wood or whatever inside well, of a full-blown yes, smoker? It, it, I wouldn't call it the idiot's way to go because it is it's it is an easier way. It is a little more like a set it and forget it. Mm -hmm. It does the work for you. <clears throat> I always look at it this. You're going to go buy a smoker. One, what's your budget? Whatever that budget is, add $500 to it, <laughs> plus add another $300 worth of accessories. Right. It's like buying a new car. Yeah. yeah. Like buying a new car. <clears throat> and number two is 
how hard do you want to work? Mm-hmm. Not so, very. Uh, a pellet smoker is nice and easy way. It's not a lot of work. And it's really just the investment in the time. And then you set the temperatures and you put your probe in the meat and you go and you do your cook. And there are tons of tons of chefs and cooks and backyard barbecue enthusiasts that are using pellet smokers. And so watching them online and YouTube videos and Instagram and watching how it's done is going to really help you. It's going to open your eyes to how to use this machine. And so figure out how hard you want to work. If you're going to go with a stick burner, that's a lot of work. That's maintaining time and temperature and the fire and the smoke and keeping the barrel hot and running it, and it requires you can't leave. Pellet smoker makes life a little bit easier, and there's tons of different varieties you can buy and different sizes. Um, You know, 15, 20 years ago, there was only three, four, five, you know, ten brands of, of smokers on the market. Now... There's hundreds and hundreds. Mm -hmm. And so watching what other folks are doing is really going to open your mind lucky on how to use that machine and get you going. And but the real way is just practice. Or you can just just give it all up. You can just give it all up and go see Teddy at the joint. (laughs) Just order from him. I will. And make sure you (laughs) sign a copy of that idiot's guide to smoking because I'm coming to get it this week. (laughs) Teddy. Okay, we can do that. We can do that for sure. But you're going to have a lot of fun and you're going to make some really tasty food. Teddy, if people want to talk to smokers, grilling, whatever the case, they want to come and see you at the joint up at El Dorado because you guys are fully open and rocking and rolling up there. How do they get a hold of you? You're going to find me at Ted Grills or at Ted Reader Barbecue The Joint. Come visit us. Have some tasty. Last week we were uh, talking about the Olympics getting going. And, of course, if you were watching any of the uh, the golf yesterday, a lot of promos running for that. And we had mentioned how the, uh, the Tokyo uh, Olympics uh, Committee have been handing out, as they do at all Olympics, um, condoms uh, for the Olympians because it has always been said. That it turns into a bit of a hump fest in the uh, the village amongst all the athletes. Well, not only have the um, the committee asked all the Olympians just to take the condoms home with them and uh, not be mingling too much in the village. I guess they're going another step and they're trying to make beds, or they have made beds for the village that can really only hold one person. <laughs> and if two people get into it, they will collapse. Just shaky, yeah. squeaky. Yeah, you'll hear. You'll know what's going on. The whole village will know. There's a Japanese company uh, that have developed these beds, and the frames are made of cardboard, while the mattresses is made from plastic fiber. The idea is uh, apparently that the bed's fine for one person, but two or more, and it'll collapse. An American distant runner uh, joked about it on Twitter. He says, uh, we moved from an era of Breaking Bad to Breaking Bad. <laughs> but an Irish gymnast, because you know those Irish gymnasts. Right. They posted a video saying that the beds are very sturdy. He even jumped on one to prove that that no sex thing isn't true. So though there's, uh, there are those uh, in the uh, Olympics that are, are going to try very hard, I would think, to, uh, to mingle. And it was funny watching with the, uh, with the golf uh, yesterday, and uh, Colin Morikawa winning. He, it was like the biggest crowd he's ever played to. He's only 24 years old, so he hasn't been in many tournaments. Well, it's his second major, but when he won the PGA last year, there yeah. were no fans there. was there. nobody there. And now, as he heads off to the Olympics, the talk of the fact that nobody's going to be there. Although, with the golf being outdoors, you think they would allow that. I guess no. just the indoor, they're not even allowing outdoor uh, I, I, to I be watched. no venues will wow. have any fans. And even, you know, like the big stadiums are, are open air. But right. 
Uh, no, and part of it is the, is the travel, right? Right. You know, cramming everyone on a bullet train to get to is yeah. probably not the best idea for them. And, and uh, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna look so strange. Mm. And already they've had a couple of positive cases uh, with athletes arriving. Yeah. And uh, you know, Coco Goff, one of the American tennis players, is a. Uh, uh, had to basically pull out because she she's tested positive before getting there. Um, I know Rob Snook uh, uh, from here, our, our sports director, he's going over to call uh, swimming for the Olympics. Mm. Uh, has to take f- uh, six COVID tests in four days. I'd say I'm not interested. On the way in. <laughs> I don't. His nose is going to be raw. Oh, yeah, yeah. Look like Keith Richards in the 1970s. <laughs> Look like Steven Tyler. <laughs> Steven Tyler or Rob? You have a nosebleed for the entire Olympics. Yeah. Are you on blow? No, no. <laughs> no, no. Well, speaking of COVID, you know, the, we have been like a seesaw between America and us as to who is doing better and who is doing worse. And uh, now it looks like we're tipping it in the right direction. As I guess Florida, was it Florida had 16,000 new cases and California, L.A. specifically, now going back to masks mandatory mm-hmm. as their numbers are spiking once again. Well, and it comes down to the 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 lack of double vaccinations, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, south of the border, and and really, again, you know, I can't believe we're talking about this idiot again. But the lack of leadership that happens down there, especially among the Republican Party, mm. where you know you've got Donald Trump telling people not to get vaccinated, or at least he, he's he's using the non the, the push against vaccination as a support of him, right? Where, you know, don't forget, he was vaccinated. Yes. Right? And got the best medical attention possible when he, when when he got he, sick. When he got sick. But then he got vaccinated quietly before yep. he left the White House. Yep. And tell many oh, yeah. people about it. The Fox News broadcasters, they say Rupert Murdoch requires that all of the broadcasts, anyone going into the building mm. at Fox News has to be Mm-hmm. Double vaccinated. And yet they have the cojones to go on the air. Well, that's why they don't call them. themselves news when they're on it, right? Nope, because they're anything but. Oh, it's, uh, yeah, it's it's brutal. Yeah, I had a bit of a conversation over the weekend with some family members, too, who are, you know, they say, well, we're on the fence, we're on the fence, we're just not sure. We're not sure, we're not sure, we're not sure. I'm not, I'm not sure of what? Yeah. What are you not sure of? Well, even the company, Pfizer's, they show the, uh, they show the side effects that are possible. And I said, all medicine has side effects. Everything I'm on, and I'm on a lot of stuff. Watch a commercial. I mean, yeah. The, the 30-second commercial is 25 uh, seconds of just, this could give you anal leakage. <laughs> and bleeding ears, and runny nose, and you can get depressed, and your stomach can hurt, and there's like a million side effects. That's that's what comes with medicine, all of it. As they suck on a dart. Oh. I don't know what the side effects of this are. And have a fifth bowl of pasta. <laughs> Rock Mornings with Craig Venn and Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.